Hello, and welcome to the Young Folk Knits podcast. My name is Casey. And I'm Becky. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're here to talk all about knitting and fiber arts. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Voice Only Young Folk Knits podcast. We're so excited that you are able to join us today. If you have been following along on YouTube, I've been having a lot of fun making some knitting videos and everybody seemed to absolutely love it when my bestie Becky comes and co-hosts with me. So I was very excited when she agreed to do a podcast with me. How are you doing, Becky? Great. How about you? I am doing good. We're both actually in Arkansas, and it is turning into some warm spring weather. It's beautiful. It's gardening season. Yes, Becky is our master gardener. I'm a gardener, but not a master. Was it jack of all trades, master of none? You're my garden sensei. So are you making the switch from wool to summer knitting? Are you still wearing any wooly knits? I am not currently wearing any wooly knits. It was 77 today and I was outside digging and raking and making plans and, and, uh, there, therefore I also have plans for my spring knits and my summer knits. So, so right now I am knitting, um, with, I think it's called Barocco Remix. It's a bamboo. I think there's some linen in there. There's some cotton. There's just a bunch of stuff in there, but it's um 100% recycled. It has a really nice drape. So right now I'm knitting the Rift Tee by Jacqueline Seaslack. That's what I've got on my needles. And then a couple of um, knitting badge neckerchiefs by Nicholas Heed. Um, they're just like a little like a little tiny little neck scarf, a little jaunty little number. <laughs> and that's out of knitting for all of pure silk. So that's what I've got going. Yeah, I just saw your recently finished neck scarf, which looked so pretty. It's in a the reddish color, isn't it? Is that the gooseberry red? Was it in pure silk? I think it's called like rhubarb juice or, okay. or rhubarbs, rhubarb something. But I'll look it up on my phone and let you know for sure. But I think it's called like rhubarb juice. Just, you looked very adorable in it, and we're talking about the other one, the one I got finished in the cotton. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so this was not the pure silk yarn. Okay. Yeah, that was a cotton yarn, and it was it was a bright red. And don't ask me what yarn it is now. <laughs> That's I'm a good podcaster. I know all my details. <laughs> I have recently, speaking of pure silk, I have recently been on the hunt for the gooseberry red pure silk. I saw it on um, Shop La Mercerie's website. It is sold out and I'm afraid it's now discontinued because I cannot find it anywhere. That's sad. I actually was looking for that too. I have also um, sort of switched gears into spring knitting. I'm working on a shawl and I'm working on a few summer tops. I definitely start feeling the urge for spring and summer yarns in March and April. But you know what? By the time August comes around, I'm ready to start. <laughs> no, but that's that's true. By the time August, you're you're 
at least I'm done with summer. <laughs> so it's like you're willing, you're willing the autumn to come by <laughs> planning autumn and, and winter knits. Yes. So Becky and I have decided to answer some knitting questions on the podcast. We have both picked out a question that you have very graciously submitted to us on the Young Folk Knits Instagram page. And first up, let's chat a little bit about patterns. So this was submitted by Red Poppy Creations. And the question was, how to slow down when so many good patterns and yarn are constantly released? You know, I feel like the struggle is real. For sure. (laughs) There's so many new designers now that are releasing some really, really cute patterns. They're not what your grandma would wear in old knitting magazines. Right. And it is, it's hard. You definitely have to make decisions. So do you have a certain sort of process that you go through whenever you select what you want to knit? Do you like queue up your patterns? Do you knit what the mood strikes you whenever you've cast something off. What is your process, Becky? I do have a cue on Ravelry. I'm not strict with it, but I do, it does help me to see. Um, I only really put anything in my queue that I actually currently have yarn for. So um, if I want to cast on something, I'll, I could go to my queue and see, okay, well, I have yarn for this, 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 and then choose whatever pattern um, I'm craving, I guess at the time, but when it comes to new patterns that come out that are shiny and sparkly and call my name, um, sometimes I just have to knit it and then I will have, I'll go and order yarn and knit it because I'm excited. And I think knitting is exciting. It should be your hobby should excite you. So I think if you feel excited about a pattern that comes out, then I don't think you should feel bad about that. <laughs> oh, I agree. I definitely think too that social media has made it where certain patterns are popular and we get FOMO. If everybody else is knitting something, we're more likely to want to jump on the bandwagon. I don't know about you, but for me, I, I know that that's just going to happen. It is. It's inevitable. She also mentioned new yarn being constantly released. And I think that part of, you know, knowing that there's going to be a new pattern out and you may want to order yarn for it is trying to keep your stash lower. What do you think? Do you like to have a big stash to choose from or are you more likely to order yarn for a specific project? I'm, I'm more likely to order yarn for a specific project just because I also don't, I get overwhelmed buy stuff. Yes. And I don't, I don't like a lot of clutter or a lot of knickknacks or things like that because I, it find, I find it overwhelming and I get kind of anxious <laughs> if things yeah. aren't orderly. And, um, I do have a stash that I am trying to whittle down. I think there's a lot of people right now that are trying to, um, knit from stash or a stash bust. And I think that's fantastic because it's, almost wasteful or a waste of your money if you if you knit something if you buy something to knit and you never knit it um exactly but but then again you know you can have it on hand for something else I mean I don't feel like there should be no rules there shouldn't be any rules is that no I don't think you should feel bad about whether you have a big stash or or a little stash or whatever just whatever makes you feel good so I think for me I like to have it 
more minimal just because I have that problem with feeling overwhelmed by, by a lot of things. Yeah. So, you know, she talked about slowing down. I do think you have to decide what kind of knitter are you? Are you a knitter that likes to knit something that's going to be incorporated into your wardrobe and you're knitting it to wear it? Or are you wanting to knit something because you love the process? And I think that kind of deciding what it is that you want to knit can help you slow down and be like, okay, if you're a knitter that's adding this to your wardrobe, that pattern is not going to be beneficial to me. So sometimes you kind of have to analyze what it is that you want from your pattern. Right. And I think I do that with, with a lot of the new things. Maybe it's because I'm older than some of the newer designers. I look at it and I think that's super cute, but I would never wear that. So you need to stay away from that because <laughs> I know it'll just be wasted if I, if I knit it, you know, unless I knit it for someone else, which I do not do. You no. are. Gift knitting. <laughs> Becky is the worst, I should say. She's the best. She gift knits every project, basically. <laughs> Becky is somebody you want to be friends with because you will get some gift knits out of her. Just pot holders. That's all I do. Just pot holders. <laughs> I feel, too, that slowing down on a good way to slow down on your yarn purchase is to not buy yarn unless you have a specific purpose for it in mind. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I think if you see some beautiful yarn and you want to add it to your stash, that's awesome. And you should do that if it makes you happy. But I have found for me personally that I need to only buy yarn whenever I'm ready to start a project or else I tend to be constantly buying yarn that I don't end up using. So that's right. something helps me slow down a little bit on the yarn purchases as well. I found when I did that, I wouldn't have enough for something or I would have, I think, okay, I'm going to get a sweater quantity this time. And that way I'll know that I'll have enough for a project, but it still ends up being too much. And then you have leftover yarn or it's too little still for a certain sweater that you want. So it's really good to have a specific project in mind, or at least close to it. Like I know I'm going to, I want to make a full length cabled sweater or something with this. Yeah. And then you can choose your pattern accordingly after that. And there's always exceptions to the rule, but that tends to be a good practice for me to sort of whittle down how much yarn I'm bringing in and then not using. <laughs> okay. Do we have another question? We do. Okay. So the other question was to felt or not to felt when a sweater is too big, do you felt or frog or any other fix? What do you think? I am not a felter. I am just not a felter. <laughs> what about you? I would be scared. I would be scared to felt something it, to fit me. Like if, if I knit something and it didn't fit and I thought, well, the solution is to shrink it. Um, I would be very concerned about that because I would think maybe I'm going to go too far. Is my fabric going to be so dense that I'm going to hate even if it is the right fit after felting. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to hate wearing that because it's going to be so dense and not stretchy? <laughs> I just, I don't think I would, I'd want to felt. I'm sure there's some more experienced knitters that felt and have wonderful success. And I know there's some patterns are meant to be felted like slippers and different things or different 
my mom felt like little flowers to go on things. That's different than just making a pattern that was never intended to be felted and then felting. I think that's scary. Yeah. I get, I have these little reels that come to mind where you see these people, they'll make this huge bag that's three times as big as their person. And then they felt it. And it's like a little purse after that. And so I definitely don't want that to happen to my sweater. I would say for me, if I had knit a sweater and it was too big, then you have a couple different options besides felting. First of all, is it too big width wise? If that's the case, you could attempt to steak it. Right. That's scary too. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do think that steaking is an option. If it's too big lengthwise, then you can definitely just rip it back and redo your ribbing if it's like a top down sweater. I think that if it's a bottom up sweater, you lose a lot of possibilities. Right. You're having to rip back a lot more. Right. Top down, I mean, unless you just never try it on or even like fold it up, you have an idea of how big that's going to be. Yes. Bottom up is sometimes can be tricky. So for instance, I knit The Weekender by Andrea Mowry a few years ago, and I had so much trouble with the gauge on that sweater, and I ended up re-knitting it multiple times. It is a bottom-up sweater, so I would have to go all the way back to the cast-on, tubular cast-on and all, (laughs) split him, but I did. I ripped it completely back and restarted whenever I needed to change the size. So I do know sometimes you can put a sweater in the dryer and maybe stand next to the dryer and, you know, stop it every two minutes (laughs) and watch it very closely and you might be okay. But I would be very nervous if I have put a lot of time and effort into knitting that sweater. I would be too. So many things can go wrong. Exactly. I am not a sweater felter. I just, I don't think I can do that. So if it's too big, I would definitely frog it. Right. And it's disappointing. You know, you've worked really hard on something and, and um, especially if you have beautiful finishes on it to, to tear it out. But at the same time, that's kind of the best case scenario to have too much yarn. I mean, you know, have enough yarn that you can go down a size. What's I think is more sad is if you run out of yarn and then can't find any yarn <laughs> to finish it. Because I know sometimes that happens where you purchase yarn and um, it's been a long time. They don't, maybe they don't make that color that, or they don't even make that yarn anymore and you can't find it and nobody on Ravelry has it. And that's kind of sad. And then you have to have. And you beg people on Instagram to sell you some. Exactly. Please. Or you have like a very creative color block situation. (laughs) Uh, See, you're always so positive. You always see the best in the situation. That's why we're friends. Okay, let's look at another question. So we've got here by somebody named Which Way Up. What do you do with gauge swatches? Rip it out and reuse. Turn it into a coaster or a dishcloth. If you're friends with Becky, then you might get it as a gift knit, as a coaster. (laughs) 
<laughs> you might. <laughs> you might. You know, I am notorious for not doing gauge swatches unless I absolutely have to. If it's a test knit, I will do it. But I, oh, I hate doing gauge swatches. I will actually prefer to start my sweater and knit a ways in my sweater and gauge swatch after I have already knitted a ways into it. I don't mind ripping back and starting over, but I actually find that to be a more accurate gauge swatch for myself. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of swatches. I do have some, but um, a lot of times I will try to, to buy the bare minimum of yarn. So I will actually have to rip it out and maybe use part of it in my sweater. Right. And I know it's probably not the most correct thing to do. Um, sometimes I will knit the swatch and I will not block the swatch. <laughs> I will knit it you know, I'll knit it. if it says to knit it in the round, I'll knit it in the round, but I won't block it. And I will, I won't cut my yarn or anything and mm -hmm. I'll measure my gauge and then I will rip that out. And then I will start knitting from that as what I usually do. If I'm going to swatch, I will, I will do that. It almost seems like a waste of good yarn. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> Don't tell the knitting police that I said that. <laughs> But I do think there's some, a lot of really cool things I've seen people do. I think it would be so cute to get your gauge swatches and sort of do like a crochet, you know how whenever you make granny squares for a blanket, you can crochet them all together. And I think it would be really cute in like a bag or a little pouch. It would um, be super cute. Or, or something like that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really fun things that you could do with your swatches. I even think they're cute hung up in your craft area. Yeah, they are. Like a little mood board. <laughs> what would you do with your swatches if you kept them as swatches? If I kept them as swatches? Um, I do have a lot of house plants. So probably like little tiny trivets <laughs> underneath my house plants. Um, Coasters is a good idea. Mug rugs. Mug rugs. Because you can add some cute fringe on the end ends of your swatches and make it look like a little rug. If I had a dollhouse, that would be a perfect area rug. Oh, that's I like that. I would like to have a dollhouse. I know I'm a grown woman, but I would like to have a dollhouse. And so that's what I would do with my imaginary swatches. I would put them in my imaginary dollhouse as area rugs. And there you go, folks. <laughs> Well, I think that that is all the time that we have today. Thank you so much for submitting our questions. That was fun, Becky. It was super fun. Thanks a lot. So be sure and leave your questions on Instagram, or I'm going to try to set up on the website where people can submit topics or questions that they'd like for us to chat about. We forgot to do my question. My question is, will I be weird on the podcast? <laughs> Becky submitted her own question and I guess we'll have to let them answer that, Becky. <laughs> right. Will I be weird on the podcast? So next week we will get to some more of the questions that y'all submitted. And until next time, happy knitting, y'all. Happy knitting. Happy knitting.